So there's a whole lot in the readings today that I want to briefly touch on. So it's more of an anthology homily. I'm not sure if any of it links together, but they're all little inspirations that I've had in, in thinking about uh, the readings. So the first is that I think, I don't know, I haven't done the research, but this appears to be the first papal exegetical work that we have in the first reading. Because Peter, uh, in showing the typology of Christ through David and his lineage, is quoting Psalm 16, which we just sang, um, and he's showing through the Psalms how David, I'm sorry, how Christ was prophesied by David, how David knew that the resurrected Christ would come, as he says, um, and, and he's using the scriptures to back that up. Uh, and then I, I love how the church just says, well, that's a great idea. Let's use that for the psalm today. So we did. And uh, for some reason, the, the stanza or the verse that really uh, caught hold of me uh, as I was reflecting on this reminded me a lot of Psalm 127 and says, I bless the Lord who counsels me even in the night who my heart, even in the night, my heart exhorts me. Um, and then Psalm 127 is, um, to paraphrase, uh, while he pours gifts on his beloved while they slumber. I mean, this idea that the Lord, even when we are not conscious of him working and moving uh, in our lives, he is still working in our subconscious and in our unconscious. Um, I think it was like two or three months into being a priest, I woke up in the middle of the night because I was having a dream that I was hearing confessions and I couldn't remember the absolution prayer. So I woke up long enough to say it and then fell back asleep and continued to dream that I was hearing confessions. Um, I mean, there's been other times where I'll just wake up saying the rosary and I'm like, that counts for the day. I'm already two, two decades in. Count it. Uh, so, like this idea that the Lord is still working even when we're maybe not aware or we're not planning on it, and then we become aware later in our lives of what he's been doing. Um, and finally, the one line, or the three words, rather, that stick out from the gospel the most, um, and again, this is the resolution from yesterday's Easter morning gospel, that left us on a cliffhanger. This is where we actually know that Jesus is resurrected. But the three words that, that really stuck out, like were almost wrapped in neon for me this morning. It says, well, I guess I have to read a few, few more words before that. Mary went away quickly from the tomb, fearful yet overjoyed. Those three words, fearful yet overjoyed. And it made me um, just kind of, I don't know, stick on those words, fearful yet overjoyed, allowing for the human condition that yes, we can be fearful, but at the same time, overjoyed because of the hope we have in Christ. The two are not mutually exclusive. We, we don't allow the fear to overcome us. And I, I was trying to calculate in my head, I was like, so how much percentage-wise do you have to be fearful versus overjoyed to be running away from this tomb seeking the disciples to tell them Jesus is risen? Uh, was that like a 60-40 or 49-51? I don't know. But it, it has to be that the, the overjoy, the joy outweighs the fear. Um, and that propels us to action. And that action is the preaching of the gospel of Christ. Um, <clears throat> I read yesterday. Oh, what did I read? It was, yes, in the, the little book back there, the um, 15... Tuesdays of St. Dominic, 
uh, one of the reflections I just happened to open up and said, this one looks good. It had the line in there that it said, we, we are called to cast out fear or death. The death of um, being wrong, ignorance. The death of ignorance by preaching the truth of the gospel in people's lives. And I thought that was a very interesting way of putting it because the, the whole reflection was about Dominic raising the, the young man from the dead who had been trampled by the horse. Um, but this idea that, yes, miracles like that would be awesome, but how often can we bring life to someone who is dead in sin by the words of the gospel, the truth of the gospel? Um, and so I think we can be afraid, yet we can still hold on to that joy of, of the resurrection of new life in Christ. And finally, my last thought that has nothing to do with the Gospels or the, the Gospel or the readings is that if it weren't the octave of Easter, today would be Blessed uh, Margaret of Castillo's feast day. Love her. Um, and just her example of constant trust in divine providence against crazy difficulty and obstacles. I don't know if I would recover if my family abandoned me blind in the streets as a young person. Um, but she did, and she went on to lead many people to Jesus and have about her the odor of sanctity. Um, so we just pray in a special way for her intercession on this day.